Welcome to the Renal Diet Headquarters podcast with your host, Mathia Ford, CEO of Renal Diet Headquarters. This is our weekly talk about how you can succeed with a kidney diet. Brought to you by RenalDietHQ.com, a website whose mission is to be the most valued resource on kidney disease that people can use to improve their health. Welcome to the Renal Diet Headquarters podcast. This is podcast number 19 being released on April 30th, 2014, and I'm your host, Mathia Ford, where you'll find links and more information about this podcast is renaldiethq.com forward slash 019, and um, this week we're going to be talking about more on our series about stress and chronic kidney disease. We have already talked this month about how to reduce your stress and how to help others with stress, but this week we're going to talk about another topic related to stress. I'm going to tell you ahead of time that this week is probably going to be short because I'm not feeling very well and I have a little scratchy throat, so hopefully I don't cough (laughs) in your ear. And let's get started. This week I'm going to talk about... Um, how improving your outlook improves your stress levels. That's the first thing. And then um, number two, calories. I want to talk about calories. And are all calories created equal? And what does that mean? Because I've been reading up on that a little bit. So get right into it. Number one, um, improve yourself. Somewhere along the way to the rest of your life, you realize that things aren't going as planned. You know, you might suffer from some money problems or realize your marriage is not doing too well. Or, you know, you have chronic kidney disease, so that could affect you as well. Some things um, you know that you can work on making better. You need to maybe, if you're having problems with money, maybe stop spending so much and develop a savings plan. But... You know, um, some of the stress is derived from the inside out. So the anxiety you have about who you are as a person compared to what you always wanted to be. You've got to take a few steps in the right direction and the step to becoming that kind of person you want to be. And it'll make facing those stress factors a lot easier. When you devote time to making your own self better, many of the things you're stressed about now will dissipate. Okay, so you don't need an expensive therapist or any sort of um, help with that. You just need a little help in analyzing yourself and taking action to become a new you. So this week, it's about taking some action, becoming your best self. The army is right. You can be all you can be. Of course, you don't have to go to boot camp. Um, But look at a way to focus on being the better you. So take a little minute and sit down and daydream on paper. Who do you want to be? This can be done by taking a page of lined notebook paper and folding it in half. Using the right side only, write a description of your ideal self. Don't stop to be critical or think, you know, I'll never do that. Be specific. Instead of saying things like, I weigh less, say things like, I would weigh 30 pounds less, or I weigh, 
you know, 150 pounds rather than I would have a better job. You can say I'm promoted to management or I have um, excellent control of my chronic kidney disease and my GFRs. I'm in stage three, that type thing. When we've listed everything possible on the ideal self side, turn it to the left side and title it real self. Again, without being critical of yourself, describe who you are today and be realistic. What is your career? Where do you live? What, ama- what motivates you to keep going every day? Describe yourself physically and emotionally. Then open both sides and compare. With a bold pen or highlighter, draw lines between the items that are similar as if you're playing a matching game. Then look seriously at how far your real self is from your ideal self. In some instances, the distance isn't very far. In other cases, it's a big stretch. Choose three ideal real comparisons as your self-help priorities. Save the list for later. After completing one transformation, you can choose another goal. These priorities become your self-improvement goals. That way you're going in the direction that you want to go like I was talking about last week. Um, You may be able to learn a new computer skill in a few weeks by attending a class or losing weight in a few months. It might take more time. But the thing is, is first of all, you'll never get there if you never get started. But second of all, until you know what it is, what direction you want to go, it's really hard to take the first steps and get there and start going in that direction. So the next step is to make a future timeline. Make a, um, a timeline is a great way to look back over your life and your career. Start by making a timeline of your personal life or your career life, whichever is most pressing for you now and whichever causes more stress in your life. One way to really see where you came from is to make a timeline on a poster board and add photos or other graphic images to reflect events. You might be surprised as you recall strengths and abilities that you forgot you had from past experiences. Get another poster board and create a future timeline. This is where you plan the life you want, the life that provides deep satisfaction instead of extreme stress. Mark increments on the line for one to five years, then in five-year increments. And then go ahead and dream. If money wasn't an obstacle, what kind of career would you have in five years? If the funds were magically available for you to return to college or graduate school, what would you study? What would you? What degree would you earn? What job would you have? What would you be doing? How would you be helping other people? How would you be helping yourself, helping your family? Once you're finished, set up the past timeline on the left and the future timeline on the right and prop them up where you can see them for a week. As you mull over these timelines, you'll find yourself focusing on a few areas over and over. That's your subconscious mind sending you a message which is, hey, this is really what you want. Go for it. So save your future timeline and mark off the changes you chose to make in your life. In five years, you'll probably be where you projected or even beyond that point as long as you focus on being your best self and reaching your goals. You'll make progress as long as you think about um, working on it. Okay, number two thing you need to do. Improve your body. When you're trying to lessen the stress you feel, 
It's important for your body to be able to help your mind relax. Our modern lifestyles are so busy and crowded that fitness often takes a backseat to everything else on the daily to-do list. We put ourselves last, whether we're a caregiver or the patient. If nothing else will boost, <laughs> nothing else will bolster your goal to exercise. Think of it as the best all-natural stress reliever, which it is. You may be used to working forty hours plus overtime, then rushing home to cook dinner, and if you have children, driving them to sports and activities or going to doctor's appointments. A ten-minute uninterrupted shower may be the only relaxation time you get in a day before exhausted, falling exhausted into bed at night. Take an honest look at your fitness. Most gyms are glad to give you a free week or a month to try it out. During that trial period, ask for a fitness evaluation. Are you winded after 10 minutes on the treadmill? Did the calipers measure more body fat than you realized? Are you stretched to the limit with work but am unable to do muscle relaxing stretches? Another fast track approach to fitness is to hire a personal trainer for a series of personal workouts. Once you learn which exercises are right for your fitness goals and practice the right way to do those exercises, you can work out on your own. And that's what I've done in the past. I've hired a personal trainer either at the gym or at another place. They go through with you, you know, five, six, seven workouts and help you exercise and get, you know, the weights done and the aerobic training and show you that you're making progress. And then you're fine without them. I mean, you know what you need to do to make progress as long as you've, you've learned a little bit from that and you've been consistent. If you need somebody to hold you accountable, it may be a nice idea to pay that continually to the fitness trainer, but if you can hold yourself accountable, then you can probably do it without them. Number two, curb your harmful habits. If you think that going outside to smoke or chugging cans of highly caffeinated beverages are ways to deal with stress, you're fooling yourself. These are likely to create more health problems, even the diet sodas. Take an honest look at the ways you cope with stress. Smoking, drinking, caffeine, food binges, those are all reckless choices with long-term health consequences. And you know now that you need to start making the right choices, especially if you have chronic kidney disease. You're setting out to reach new goals and dreams, and you need to be in prime health to enjoy these positive life changes. You've got to do what you can to help your body get in the right shape. Start with learning what you can about your harmful coping method. Knowledge is power. While researching, you might look for local support groups. If you can't find one, join one online. For some complex issues, self-help begins when you admit that you need help and seek others who support your changes. Another important way to avoid negative coping methods is to nourish and train your body for optimal health. Get enough sleep at night. You need at least, you know, seven to nine hours of sleep, especially if you have a physically or mentally demanding job. Turn off the TV. Don't instant message or play online games to react. Relax. It just kind of keeps you hyped up. Your body needs that period of calm before bedtime to prepare for a deep sleep. Falling asleep with the television running in the background, which I used to do all the time, is not the right preparation for quality sleep. Be careful not to overcommit and stretch yourself too thin. You are not the only person who can do it. I know that's shocking to some people right now. 
This will only add more stress if you fail to meet your goals. Learn to just say no. Consider this your declaration of independence. You have a right to have quiet time. You have a right to relax at home. You have a right to socialize with friends and not answer those text messages. Take your life back. Your health is important. Okay. And lastly, mental outlook. Your most physical fit body goes nowhere if your mental outlook is bad. You have to believe in yourself to turn your goals into new realities. Even positive people are hit with difficulties that are hard to manage. That's when you need self-help stress-busting approaches to bolster your mood. First of all, during the winter months, which we're getting ready to come out of, um, there's the absence of light, which causes the seasonal affective disorder. So you may want to check and see if you can get some lamps with some lights um, or go with some sunlight lamps or whatever. Go outside at lunch, even if it's cold. Just go get some sunshine. Have a have a light. Have a um, open your window in your room in your office. Plan outdoor activities on the weekend. Do those sorts of things. Number two, um, face your fears. If it scares you to do certain things or have certain events, acknowledge that. Pay attention to what might make your hands clammy and nervous and make your heart race. Um, Are you afraid to ride elevators to high floors and so you didn't get a job on that high floor? You might want to see about doing something to address that issue. You may want to try to um, see what you can do to adjust what you're not going to walk up 25 floors. You can work with a therapist. You can talk to a friend about it. If you're scared to speak in front of groups, but you have something that's really important that you really love to talk about, you know, work on it a little bit at a time, go to a Toastmasters group And write a detailed description of the thing that's causing you undue stress because this is the thing. You've planned out your perfect life and maybe your great job is on the 25th floor, but you've got stress about it because you don't want to ride the elevator every day. So, you know, maybe that's something that is going to hold you back mentally from getting there and you don't even realize it. Keep doing what you can to push yourself to, to go a little further. All these changes are coming from the inside. And I read a great article today from the October 2013 um, Good Housekeeping that about a news anchor that basically one day she just got sick and tired of being overweight and realized that she just needed to make daily choices and there was no magic pill and there was no magic thing that was going to get her there and she just needed to stop eating the way she was eating and she needed to take care of herself a little better. And in her case, it was going to mean her job if she didn't, but she, uh, she did what she needed to do. And it's funny because there is that moment of choice. And if you're in stress and you don't acknowledge that the stress is causing you problems and causing you heartaches, it's not going to be, ever going to get any better until you do acknowledge that. Um, 
It's about you. It's about taking control back of your life, doing your menus properly, doing your physical activity that you can, and um, mentally overcoming those blocks. If you say to yourself, I'm never going to get better. This is never going to get better. I hate having kidney disease. Then you're probably right. You probably will always hate having kidney disease. But if you say to yourself that I have kidney disease, but it doesn't have me and I can do something about this, then you are the one that is going to do something different. You may still have kidney disease, but it, it is not, that does not define who you are. So um, number two thing I wanted to talk about was calories. And um, I wanted to just talk about overall calories versus empty calories and nutrient-dense calories. And I hear all the time, and I'm going to in the future do a podcast about the renal diet is not a healthy diet for everybody, because that's what I hear all the time from people. But I want you to start thinking about taking control of your caloric intake and eating nutrient-dense foods versus empty calories. And I'm just as um, much, I do this too. But nutrient-dense foods provide you with vitamins, minerals, and fiber in addition to energy. So there are things like vegetables, you know, broccoli, carrots, those sorts of things that help you to have fiber and and have calories, but, but they also give you vitamins and minerals, like I said. Those things like a chocolate bar, which don't even last that long. They're eaten so quickly, you probably can't even remember eating them. And yet you have a, you know, all you got was sugar from it and fat. So I just want to remind you that those are the choices that you need to make every day. And and you have to decide that, you know what, I'm not going to choose those simple sugars today. I'm going to choose the higher quality foods that are important to my renal diet and my diabetes and my heart disease and eating less saturated fat, eating more polyunsaturated fats and monounsaturated fats. Now, it's important to look at the um, where the food's coming from, you know, as fresh and raw as possible, not as much high fructose corn syrup, not as processed, but, you know, you can... You can do this. You can make the changes that you need to make, but just pay attention to the fact that a calorie is a calorie, but it's not the same. It makes a difference to your body when you eat it. So eating those higher quality calories like your vegetables and your meat and your whole um, foods really makes a difference versus a candy bar. And... um Candy bar isn't very filling. I don't care what you say. So um, that's enough for today. And I apologize if I sound a little bit rough, but my voice is about to go out on me. So hopefully I'll feel better for next week. And I look forward to talking to you next week. And remember, you can find everything at renaldiethq.com forward slash 019. Thanks. You've been listening to the Renal Diet Headquarters podcast. Head on over to the website at www.renaldiethq.com slash go slash email to sign up for our email list and get exciting updates every week on what is happening. Thanks, and we will talk to you again next week.